Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice in My Mind. You and I have been talking about a blog for a while and what we wanted to do. We've written up some content. It's been sitting out there. We just haven't quite known how to launch it. And then you and I got this idea about what if we were to write our gaming adventures and put them in blog form. And then a couple of weeks ago, like it was Kismet or whatever, Jim messages us and says, hey, I have something. Um, We can't talk about it yet. Um, and, but well, let's have a, if you don't mind, let's, let's talk about this in an episode, but we can't launch it until a certain day until today, until today, until today. So what you're going to be hearing is something that we recorded, I think about a week and a half ago, I want to say, or a week ago, even a little more. Yeah. Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. You're right. Because you went up North because I went up North. And so we've been sitting. So, so everybody, we've been sitting on this for a few weeks, keeping our lips shut to the world because we've had the PDF of the book that Jim's going to talk about that dropped officially this morning, an hour ago as this releases. We've had this for weeks. We've been using it in our writing and our gaming and geeking out hard about it because it's that good. And we are thrilled to talk about it today. Yeah, and so it's it's uh, Captain's Log. Yeah, Star Trek Adventures, Jim, Captain's Log. It's, log. it's going to, Jim will be better able to explain yeah. it once you hear the interview, but ultimately my perspective and i think yours probably more eloquent than mine this gives us the ability to use the star trek adventures engine yep and source material and anything else we want mm-hmm. to one do solo adventures mm-hmm. but more importantly what really caught us right is to write fan fiction literally to write and you can use the sta engine for it Mm-hmm. You can do however you want with it. The material, this is probably the best book I have ever seen when it comes to using one RPG is lit yes. and using the material and teaching you and showing you how to write fan fiction in the Star Trek universe. I think we should just go straight to our chat with Jim. Yeah. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Jim Johnson is the author of the Pistols and Pyramids series, the Potomac Shadow series, and other prose fiction series currently under development. He has written sundry other pieces of fiction, including several stories published in the Star Trek universe, and has freelanced for pen and paper role-playing game companies, including Modiphius, Star Trek Adventures, Decipher, the Lord of the Rings RPG, and White Wolf, Mage the Ascension. Jim lives in historic Alexandria, Virginia, with his wife, toddler, and a pair of crazy cats. Base, you and I have been talking a while about this idea of um, RPG as lit. Yep. And um, we've been talking about the idea of of using um, the idea of solo playing or, or writing using using rpgs as a, mm-hmm. a writing material as a mechanism for writing so um today um mm-hmm. modifius announced the new um what's the best way to put this um 
X. I don't even know how to say it. it's it's Star Trek Adventures. I'm not. I don't even know how to call it. The Captain's Log solo yeah. role playing game. And yeah. Jim's Jim Johnson from Odiphius, project manager for Star Trek Adventures, is back with us because yeah. um, he knows that this is an area of passion for us. And you know, announcing this book. Let's be honest, Jace. You and I have been pouring over the oh my god the PDF now just I mean, nonstop. And well, and I mean, Jim, you. So first of all, thank you so much for coming back yet again for the surprise part three of our two part interview with you. Um, it it was so kind of you to reach out to us right after we had finished this last one. But you know, you and we we you know this. We told you this, but uh, I don't remember if it was. Well, I think it ended up being in part two of the interview. But when we were talking a, a little while ago, now recording the last time you started talking of course about rpgs as lit and and you know brad and i thought well this is just dumb like we're probably the only people who like look at this stuff like we just want to read it and and you opened our eyes to well no in fact this is probably really quite common and little did we know that it was so <laughs> common that for the past year you guys have been actively working on a product that not only expands Star Trek Adventures and expands the entry points, but just, I think, blatantly, blatantly calls it out as this isn't only RPG. This is literature, and this is a way to to just onboard in any way you want. So I will stop. You you tell us about it, if you would, because this is... I mean, what was the genesis? Yeah, what was the genesis for developing in this? But this is incredible. Genesis, perfectly, perfectly appropriate. Uh, So, first of all, uh, first of all, Brad, Jason, thank you so much for having me on the show yet again. Uh, You know, this is what five, six times. I don't know. I've lost count now, especially because we have to keep breaking up the episodes into chunks because (laughs) I just go on and on and on, right? Uh, But so, thank you so much uh, for having me on and to be able to talk about Star Trek and talk about literature and writing and all that great stuff. Um, Also, if it's appropriate for me to say so, thank you so much for the gift. Um, I, you, promise you is a about, promise. You're welcome. You joked about a, a smoking jacket. Yeah. And uh, for the for the audience, of course, this isn't a video. This is just audio. But uh, um, I was uh, I got a package in the mail today, <laughs> and uh, I, literally Excellent. today, the, the day we're Good. recording it. Good. And it was a a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, 30th anniversary Deep Space Nine sweatshirt, yeah. Uh, yeah. right from the uh, the Paramount uh, you know Star yeah. Trek um, uh, website, which I'm extraordinarily grateful for. And I, oh, I think no. I was telling you guys right before we started recording. That last year, I bought one of the Pride Star Trek uh, sweatshirts yeah. that I, I really, really like. But literally, the second day I bought it, I put my hands in the front pocket and the seam ripped. <laughs> and so the stupid thing is is broken and it's just not working yeah. quite right. I'm like, man, I can't even carry stuff in it anymore because I'm kind of a kangaroo. Like, I, I wear the shorts and I got the sweatshirt on. And I love the winter because I can put all my crap in my yeah, pocket right. and I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, but because the, the flap is broken, like, everything just falls out. I'm like, this is useless. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's comfortable, right? And uh, so this is uh, this new sweatshirt, the DS9 sweatshirt. Yeah. Same fabric, same material, everything else. I'm going to oh, wear good. it. I'm going to wear it until it wears out. And good. But thank you so much for that. Again, oh, thank you for pleasure. the support of the game, Modiphius and myself. Mm. Uh, I just love talking to you guys. And oh, uh, we love you talking know, to you. Not to mm-hmm. not to be humble, but uh, like I see the quality of guests that you're able to pull consistently week after week, and I'm like what are you doing just talking to the star trek adventures rpg guy like you got you have these super luminaries out there that you're on a regular basis and uh, i mean we see jim we see see it the other way i mean like okay first of all like 
because first of all, I regularly like will record with someone and I'll go upstairs and my wife will obligatorily ask, hey, how'd it go? And, and every time it's like, babe, I have absolutely no idea why any of these people talk to us. But <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, but I'm, I'm again, I'm not to be, uh, not to provide some fan service here, but I'm really serious yeah. when I say we, like I, I am equal, I, I'm even more emphatic about that when we talk with you because it's like it's always like it's it's neat getting a range of people we're really grateful for that but kind of like you said Jim, we know when we get to chat with you whether it's like informal or something like this for the podcast we know we are just going to be able to riff and we're going to love it and we're going to learn something and we're going to geek out along the way right and that's just really hard to find so i mean god no please and we learn, I mean, you know, oh. we had an episode where we talked about writing and how the the process of writing and how you go through that and mm -hmm. writing and how to submit material. I mean, these are, these are educational episodes. And yeah. I said before we record that it's in some ways self-serving because we get to talk to people. Oh, it's a hundred percent self-serving. You know, I know, but, <laughs> but that we normally wouldn't get an opportunity no. to chat no. with and you're included in that. And so, you know, I've been. I've been buying STA stuff since it launched in what, 2017. So yeah. being able to talk to a, the point person on that to me is, is Remarkable. that's a big deal to me. Yeah. So, okay. So Star Trek adventures, captain's log. So I mean, my I God. So, so, <laughs> so, and I, I mean, I'm clinically trained. I know how not to say, shall we say, break the fourth wall. But we've talked to you so much about some of these relevant issues. And you have managed to, with a completely straight face, give absolutely nothing away and yet still fully engage in these conversations, which if you guys can't all see Jim, but he looks so pleased with this right now um, and deservedly so. And and still stay engaged with the conversation. But like you said, uh -huh. right before we clicked record, like we've been talking about this with you so much. And now, now you are releasing this solo guide, which is a discussion in and of itself. Um, and as, as much as like we have loved, I'm, I keep looking over to my right because I've got all the books right there. As much as we have loved the books that have come out and i i am especially enamored with the you know the gm and the players guides because those are just just works of beauty in and beyond the game but 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 this captain's log this is something else i mean mm -hmm. this is even the editing like just flipping through the pdf it's my opinion the cleanest book that's come out yet i mean just visually the layout the 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 tone everything it just it's like you can see how it's evolved right mm -hmm. and that's not that, that's not even addressing the content um which again um so okay so that's enough from us so how did this get started i mean why would you even do something like this yeah uh great so great comments uh, always appreciated uh very grateful for for all that um so i'd say gosh i'd have to find my notes and i i didn't prepare for this because i just wanted to talk to you guys yeah um, I think it must have been, it must have been the fall of 2021, where um, uh, Sam Webb, who who was the Star Trek uh, PM before me, mm -hmm. uh, she moved into a different role, Medifius, and then, but she was still kind of like you know, you know, you know, supporting me as um, if you're into the agile methodology, she, she's the visionary for Star Trek Adventures. So, like, I'm the project manager. Any any kind of like budgetary stuff or or concept conceptual stuff. 
uh, she she reviews it with me, and then we uh, we go through feasibility and all that crap uh, to get the uh, to get the projects greenlit. Anyway, um, uh, Sam is a big fan of solo RPGs and of one in particular called um, Iron Sworn. Iron Sworn. Yes. Iron Sworn yeah. Starforge. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, the the first Iron Sworn is a is a fantasy solo RPG. Yeah. And then the developers created a, a science fiction version called uh, Starforge. Starforge, yeah. And um, and somewhere in that cycle, she 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 came to me and said, "I, I think we might want to do a solo RPG of Star Trek Adventures." And uh, and at that time, I'll be I'll be you know brutally honest. Other than the old classic, uh, you know, choose your own adventure books, yeah, right? Uh, that you remember back in the day, you know, the mm-hmm. flip books. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't really into the solo RPG scene. Partly because, you know, I've told you guys for the last seven years, I've been living in a Star Trek Adventures bubble like that. Right. This has been my entire creative life for right. a long time now. And like I'm kind of peripherally aware of other RPGs that are coming out. And like I've got I got friends in the in the industry and I've got friends that just games. And like sometimes I'll see new cool stuff that are, that's coming out and I'll be like, oh, I'll go check that out. Or I'm on Kickstarter or something, you know, checking out some of the new RPGs that are coming out. But like the, the whole solo vibe kind of like i just kind of missed it because i wasn't really i mean i just don't have the time a to play a solo rpg right uh, but i just it, it wasn't it didn't even occur to me that we should do something like that like i know some fans here and there were talking about uh you know oh i can't i just can't find any players or gamer or game masters yep. to play with is there yep. any way to play the game solo and i'm like well i, I don't know i guess i mean it just didn't occur to me to think about it but you know sam sam approached me and said you know i think we should we should look into the feasibility of doing a solo RPG version of Star Trek, and I was like, okay. So then I took it upon myself to do some research. I, I, I went and got Iron Sworn. I went and got Star Forge. I went and got, um, I think, a few other ones um, that I don't even remember the names of. I got a pile of books over here, and I got a bunch of PDFs as well. Uh, and I did some research, and um, we had just finished doing the Player Guide and Game Master Guide, and and so all that additional writing advice, game mastering advice that we put into those two books was still very fresh in in my mind and and in the some of the writers minds and and uh, you know I just kind of kicked the kicked it around for a while kicked it, you know kicked it around and put some ideas together and um and tied into the the realization that like a lot of us run Star Trek adventures super light right we don't really focus on yeah, the mechanics right. quite so much it's really more about the storytelling yep. and the dramatic interplay and and the characterization and uh, the character development and it was like oh I think I think these two things fit together really, really well. If we take the existing rule, st- rule set, streamline it, drop in tons of random tables, you know, oracles or whatever you want to call them. We call them probability matrices. I love that. In the book just to yeah. give it something different because we didn't want to be blatantly ripping off somebody else who calls them oracles or whatever other terms that are out there in the in the solo RPG, you know, zeitgeist or whatever. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, you know, the fall of 2021 was mostly research development, thinking about it, um, and then come the start of the new year so 2022 uh, that's when i got really into the weeds about the outline okay what does this book need to have in order for it to uh to be an effective product and i think part of that too is if you know if you're familiar with you know the whole agile methodology whatever we needed to do a feasibility study and then once we did the feasibility study we did the um the prioritized requirements so that's where we go in and say okay this product must have x y and z yeah. it should have x y and z it could have x y and z and just by working through that list with Sam and uh, and a couple other folks, we just kind of like figured out, okay, this this product could be something that could have much broader appeal right. to Star Trek fans 
than just the core audience that we normally target for our products, right? We're, yeah. we're not just targeting Star Trek Adventures, you know, hardcore gamers who've been with us for seven years. We, this is an opportunity for us to really branch out and find those casual Star Trek fans, new Star Trek fans, um, the, the fan fiction writers uh, who I love, because like that's literally how I got started was writing right. fanfic for right. Star Trek and then somehow it got published and then you know went on from there. But but like there's a there's a very broad audience that I think this book could appeal to. And so as we you know worked through that and started adding that to our you know our to our Moscow list, it was like, oh gosh, okay. And that really helps shape what was going to be in the book, right? Because it wasn't just going to be, you know, rules and random tables. It needed to introduce Star Trek too to a whole new audience, yes. right? So it, you gotta and fortunately, again, because we had just worked on the player's guide and the game master guide we had a lot of that content in our head already. Like, cause if you remember the player guide, game master guide, that, that starts off with like three chapters of nothing yeah. but Star Trek lore. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what yeah. makes Star Trek important? What yeah. makes Star Trek adventures important? Given what mm-hmm. you know about Star Trek, you know, here's some information about the society and the culture and religion and Idic and how yep. things actually operate in the franchise and in the Star Trek universe. So that if you're a complete newbie coming into Star Trek, you know, maybe you're casually interested, maybe, um, you know, maybe your partner is into Star Trek and you want to share a little bit of that. You know, this is like a primer. Yes. For Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you and then once you go through that primer, then you get into the, the character generation, the starship generation. And then you actually get into the how do you tell a story with that and then using the randomized tables and stuff. So it, like the, the outline, I'd say, fell together pretty quick once yeah. we had that list of priorities in in line, because that helped me as a project manager and as a, as an editor understand, okay, you know, if this is the scope <laughs> of this project, it must have yep. these things. Otherwise it's not hitting the target because like, you know, without those chapters about what is Star Trek and like, how does the Star Trek universe operate, you know, in terms of like, you know, there's no money, how's the Federation work, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And how do we condense that down into enough pages so that it's enough to get started, but we're not overwhelming you with, yeah. 55 years worth of star trek content right because we didn't want to right. do that right i mean this book this book is already 300 something pages long i mean really, it's, it's really awesome it's truly really a, a full-blown core rule book right oh yeah um yeah. but it's entirely focused on that solo experience even though we still managed to squeeze in some other stuff about oh uh, you, could, you could use it to play collaboratively with friends yeah you did game master yeah. or a game master could use this book as a as a as a crutch or a tool to do traditional type of rpg so there was a lot of there's a lot of, I mean, for those of you, I mean, I mean Brad, I know you, you're, you're familiar with like use cases and, uh, and that kind of thing. Like, like we had a lot of use cases for, that we wanted to target with this, a lot of target audience. I, I, I'm a little nervous that maybe we went a little too broad with it, but I'm, I'm just going to wait and see what the audience says uh, to it. So I guess that's the genesis in a long-winded fashion is that, you know, Sam came up with the idea and then, and then just through the process of hammering out the concept and then the the outline and then figuring out okay what actually has to happen once we had that in place then we were off and running you know i i I marshaled the forces grabbed the writers i needed to grab and uh and and put the hammer down and just started writing and and, uh and and pulling it all together and then of course it went into development and you know all that uh, boring necessary stuff that we've talked about on other books yeah um so you know it, it came together really quick all things considered i think the hardest part was um and this, you know, stop me if you want to ask some other questions. Uh, yeah. um, the hardest part, I think, was the playtesting part of it because we had to take the existing two D yes. twenty rule set yeah. and figure out, okay, we don't want to, we don't want to <laughs> simplify it. 
we want to streamline it, right? We want we don't want to take all the good stuff out of it that makes 2D20 so, such a great system for collaborative storytelling or, or right. narrative storytelling. So what? how do we, you know, simple, not, again, yeah. not simplify, how do we streamline it so that a, a, a player can come in here, start telling a story, and boom, they're just off and running. You don't have to get into the weeds about some of the mechanics. Uh, so that was probably the biggest challenge was like, how do we, how do we make it all work and, and have it still feel, you know, not just Star Trek-ish, but also Star Trek Adventurist. Uh, because yeah. again, one of our design criteria was, you know, if if a player enjoys Captain's Log, they they could, quote unquote, graduate to the full version of the game, what? right? I Using mean, this as an on-ramp yes. to the full version of the game, if they wanted to, or they don't have to. Yeah. Um, or they could go from Star Trek Adventures into Captain's Log just by not using everything that's on the character sheet, right? Mm -hmm. So there, we, we wanted to be very careful that we had very clear, easy, um conversion guidelines to go from to take your captain's log character yeah and graduate to the full game or if you want to if you're playing uh you know star trek adventures and maybe your group collapses or maybe you just can't find right. the time to play and you still got that you got that bug that you want to tell more stories just take your star trek adventures character and do yeah. some captain's log on the side like while you're waiting for the <sighs> next to play you tell some stories <laughs> i mean that's, i i, oh I think for me we've talked about point of entry yeah. Um, and I, I know yeah. that's not necessarily the right term in the context of books and all that. You, we come from kind of a similar background. I'm thinking technical, but, you know, point of entry in terms of whether you start with the Klingon or the, the standard core rule book or whether you start with even the quick start or, you know, all these different ways to get into the game. And this was one way that, um, you know, just and for me thinking about use cases, here's a use case where I'm not a creative writer. I was telling Jason, mm -hmm. I've always wondered about doing it. But here's a way for me to creative write, to play creative writing and write fan fiction. And it is a, there's a toolkit and a methodology that allows me being more analytically oriented to do that. So to, to case in point, our roles, Jim, were, were, were reversed yesterday. Brad, Brad and I are chatting on the phone and we both have this in front of us and we're reading through and Brad says to me, I think we could use this and write fan fiction mm -hmm. and that was a 180 it hadn't even occurred to me yet and i'm like yeah done sold so to go back to something you said though uh, on that same note um the way you all streamlined the mechanics i i mean it's just so elegant i was especially i'm a sucker for a flow chart i'm a sucker for for a graph that visually is meaningful and and the the character creation because let's face it in 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 sta i mean care having recently gone through this finally for my own pc and i use the i use the online tool which is really fun but uh, character creation is is almost always a challenge because it's it's just in a good game it's chunky and you have your steps and sta is by no means an exception to that and then in 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 the solo guide in captain's log you have it just like seeing the graphic and and reading the explanations and the narrative graphic if you will it's like oh my god that just the whole picture it's right there and then again with the d20 system and as i'm reading through i'm thinking you know if if i had this when brad and i started finally playing even though we we want to play the, you know we're playing the full version it's like well this would be an incredible reference like i just think this you know you had mentioned how 
how you had titrated what was in the other guides, you know, the game master, the player's handbook, whatever, in into the beginning chapters of Captain's Log, right? Definitely that there's a primer there. Um, though I don't know that you're giving enough credit because I thought it struck like that perfect balance of there's a ton here, but like you said, it's not too like like you want more, but if you're not geeking out, you're good to go. But I think this whole book, this whole guide. To me, it feels and reads like a primer for the entire set. Like you could you could start here and then like instantly move over to the core rule book. I just think that would be so effortless because you'd just be adding some bells and whistles and of course all the narrative and backstory. But in terms of like being at the table playing or GMing, that it it would not be a big leap. I mean, it's like a half step to just have this explosion of riches after this guide. Um, it's so interesting. And okay, so I, I got to ask, because I know Brad and I have been talking about this. And of course, as we said, the three of us were talking about this last time. And, and, um, and you know, <laughs> when you messaged us, you, you're like, full circle, literature and RPGs, which, <laughs> which I just loved. And it's, but okay, so um, to what extent if at all, what, and I, I say you're, but recognizing it's a team, right? You're at the helm, but that you're not the only one working on this, but to what extent was the literature element on your radar? Cause I, I don't, maybe it's just because of where I am as a player now, but, and especially talking to you about the game in general, but this, the captain's log as a guide and I mean this really positively, I've loved reading all of them, but this just to me has a bit of a different feel, not the solo aspect, but it's stupid. it feels more literary to me. Is that just me or was there intent behind it? Uh, no, there is absolutely intent behind that. So, um, you know, I, I brought uh, uh, Michael Dismuke, uh, got involved in this pretty early on, because uh, at the time we were developing this, we were, we were wrapping up the discovery book Oh uh, working full speed ahead on lower decks we were working on this one and we were working on another book that hasn't been announced yet right so there was <laughs> there was like four major products happening all about the same time just by virtue of the wackiness of the schedules just yeah. they all kind of converge at the same time and when i was working on those four books simultaneously like i knew as a project manager there is no way i can get all these done by myself you know mm -hmm. at the level that i do so i needed to bring on a couple of people who i trusted to to be kind of like the lead writers of, of, of this book and then another book that we haven't announced yet uh, that um, I mentioned. But so so Michael, because he had written a lot of the chapters in the Game Master Guide about writing, right. you know, effective right. writing, uh, you know, storytelling, game mastering, uh, using tropes, that kind of stuff. He also wrote the chapter in Lower Decks about um, storytelling and using tropes okay. and um, comedy and stuff. So like he's really well grounded in that stuff. And I was like, well, you know, you're already, you've already been writing all this stuff. I'm going to tap you to help me out with this. Because yeah. um, like he runs, uh, his games are run on Discord, and they're asynchronous where they don't get together for like three hours at a time to play. They just have this ongoing narrative of of their characters, That's right? cool. which is great um, for for them. I think for me personally, I struggle with that kind of yeah. gameplay because I don't like being on twenty four seven. Like it's really hard for me oh. to not mm -hmm. feel mm -hmm. like I'm missing out on something. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a topic for another show, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like I, I knew Michael would be a good fit for doing a chunk of this, and um, so so knowing that he's got the literary background, I've got a literary background, of yep. course. Um, we were very very conscious early on that that a lot of people would probably be buying this, or you know playing this um, 
just to write their own stories, their own Star Trek stories with their own that's, characters, that's their own situations, true. using the probability matrices as as um, either inspiration or guides or as actual tools to say, you know, I'm stuck in this story. I don't know where I'm going. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I just need, I just want to play the game and have fun. Just roll some random tables. Maybe you're into rolling random tables, grab some dice, have some fun and just see what happens. Like literally just see what happens. And so like we were very, very conscious early on that we wanted this to be more literary than any of our other okay. products to date. Um, partly by virtue of the fact that I think every solo journaling game I've seen is literally a journaling game, right? They're like people are doing blogs, you know, serialized okay. blogs. They're, in fact, uh, um, you know, I, I promised my uh, social media manager that I would start looking into TikTok, even though I'm a little... Uh, I'm oh, old, I'm looking right? forward I'm, to seeing I'm, that. I'm Gen X, right? I, I'm not really into TikTok, but uh, I've been <laughs> I've been very quietly... Like, I, I started my account back in, what, March or something, and I have not posted a single thing. I, I'll, I'll post a comment every now and then to somebody else's TikTok, but uh, I've been studying it, and I've been watching it, and I've, and I've been thinking, because I knew I was developing this oh. book. I was thinking, how could I make solo how can i make captain's log work in a TikTok format you know two two minutes maximum what can i do this, in two minutes this would uh, get me on TikTok, and uh, and i don't know what that looks like just yet mm -hmm. like i'm still trying to like I, can i do a scene in two minutes i don't know but i could at least you know roll some tables and, and kind of like set up the scene and, and tell fans okay you know here's here's where here's where, where my character is yeah. We're starting the scene. I'm going to roll on this yep, table. Yep, I'm yep. Roll on this table. I'm going to roll on this table. That's awesome. I've got the inciting. I got the inciting incident. I got my adversary. I got my stakes. And now I'm going to go away and I'm going to go write it. And maybe I'll put it on the blog or something. I have no idea. I, I'm just thinking about it. Right. Um, I think there's potential to to throw this I, TikTok. I, I don't know that I want to do it though. I I'm think, pointing at Jason because we had uh, okay. my failed attempt at doing Jason's cosplay yeah. costumes yeah. on TikTok went was an abysmal yeah, failure. Yeah, I, I, I see. Uh, we were. I I said to my girls. At the dinner table, sometime one or two weeks ago, I said jokingly, "Yeah, I think I think we're gonna get on TikTok for the mm. podcast." I was kidding, and I swear I could see each of their souls die just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I oh, um, part of me, part of me recoils at that because yeah, like, like this is such a literary focused book. Yeah. Like I feel like it should be a blog or it should be a Oh like, okay, you know what? Hold on. Uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Devil's Advocate deep in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh Patrick Stewart recorded, right? You probably watched yes. it like the rest of us. He did almost all of Shakespeare's sonnets. Okay. And and he put them and I I would watch them yeah. just on like Facebook, right? But he ah. did them across, okay, see and and it uh -huh. doesn't get a lot more and and he was good. He he skipped the truly offensive ones. But uh, but he did that, and they were horribly popular, and um, and they were wonderful. I'm not saying you should use accents and dress in cosplay. You you should. I'm not saying that. But um, I think. But he demonstrated that something. You know, I think. I think you know you as long as you're not filming like from a gym where it gets yeah. awkward. I think you could do that really well, and it could bring people in. Now you got I, now, now you got the ideas percolating here, right? So yeah. now I'm thinking about it. Now, now it's going to stick in my head, and I'm going to be thinking about it. All right, darn it! I'm going to have to. Do I've it. been on TikTok <laughs> longer than longer than Jason, and there's I'm not on TikTok. Of, uh, there's there's plenty of. I know there's like this bad, or I shouldn't say bad, but there's this belief that because we're all Gen Xers here, that that's a Gen Z thing. But I find the way the AI and the algorithms cultivate, um, 
most of my content is not. So we yeah, can have a conversation. We can have a you conversation offline about this. Yeah. But I think I think there's actually there's actually like interesting value there because I go out there and my my algorithms now have an inordinate amount of Star Trek content in it. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. of what I will tend to watch more mm-hmm. versus squirrels on water skis and yeah. and people I don't know. There's well, also we we look forward to your TikTok videos. <laughs> Bringing it home for Gen oh, X. Boy, now, now, now I'm committed because uh, I got the I got the peer pressure in the back of my head. God, that's funny. <laughs> oh, Didn't no, think we were going to uh, go in this direction. I'll, I'll figure it out somehow. <laughs> somehow I'll figure out and I'll figure out how to carve some time in, out of my day to make this happen. Oh, I... uh, so you've inspired me. So uh, oh no, you. that's um seriously though. Kudos. I, I'm I'm really glad to hear what you're saying though about the the no pun intended, but the writing of this, the intention of this, and real kudos to to Michael Dismuke because I saw that he was lead writer and. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so well written mm-hmm. as a guide. Like this is some, again, the, I, I mean, the GM guide, the players guide, they, they're all like that. But this one I think stands out even more like you just want to sit down and read it. And even like the character creation and the explanation, the mechanics, like there are just, there are these subtle and not so subtle qualitative differences from what you've all come out with mm-hmm. that I think really, I found it being now at this point really familiar with the game i i think it still pulled me in even more like just how cool is that i wasn't thinking about that mm-hmm. um, just yeah man yeah i think um it, it helps that we we had just written the player's guide and the game master guide so a lot of this con- i mean honestly if you really look at the content some of this stuff is pulled right out of the player guide and game yeah master absolutely guide. um <laughs> i did a top-down edit i did another another fresh edit pass on it just to tighten up some things and um because I thought the content that we put together in those two books was really good and it deserved a wider audience yep. because it was absolutely, I think, in my opinion, anyway, and Jason, you mentioned it earlier, it was really hitting that kind of sweet spot of here's enough information for you to yep. get it, but not so much yep. that you're feeling overwhelmed or, or like you're pulling back and you're like, okay, this is too much Star Trek. Um, we tried to find that that fine zone. And I, I don't know, you know, you know, some fans love it, some fans don't like it, but whatever. We just did the best we could to tweak that dial. And uh, on this book, I was really intentional about giving myself more editing development time um, okay. on the on the back end after yeah. the manuscript was after all the writers delivered their manuscripts, and I had time to really really dig into it. And um, and uh, so I was really intentional about putting more of a polish. I mean, not to say that I, we don't polish our books as best as we oh, can, yeah. but like I knew that this was going to be hitting a different market, and we're really we're really hoping to get this into like. Um, like Barnes and Noble in the box stores and, and, and like really yes. trying to play with distribution because we think this has a much broader potential yeah. appeal than your core like RPG audience, right? Yes. See how that works. But um, uh, yeah, I've lost the thread. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's the thread. No, you're right there. No, you're right on it. Thread. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the literary, absolutely. 100%. Excellent. We really wanted, I, I think, uh, you know, as I've continued to work on the game as project manager and lead editor, uh, we've really been leaning more toward these books are tools. They're toolkits. Use as many tools. We'll put as many tools as we possibly can in here for you, uh, for the players and the game masters. Um, and then this was just that next evolution of that to say, yeah. hey, you know what? You're a player who can't find a game master to run this game for you, or you're a game master and you can't find any players. You live out in the sticks of Nowheresville and you can't find literally anybody mm-hmm. to play with, mm-hmm. but you've got some friends online. Here's an opportunity to play this amazing game in this amazing setting, in this amazing franchise, and do your own stories, create your own captain, create your own character, whatever it is, 
and go tell stories, go tell Star Trek stories and share them. Like, and that's what that's what we didn't really hit on in the book was that whole sharing part of it. And I think that's going to happen organically. At least I right. hope so. Because I want to see the Twitches. I want to see the YouTubes. I want to see the TikToks. I want to see the blogs of people coming up with their own fanfic uh, or, you know, or, or Star Trek stories or whatever. And, yes. and doing amazing things with it because like I am a voracious reader and um, I will, you know, be honest, <laughs> this is probably a guilty pleasure, but uh, um, when I got my Kindle, right. Um, I, I buy just tons of eBooks and uh, I'm on Kindle Unlimited, so I, I'm in the library nice. system. I, I'm constantly reading samples of new uh-huh. books all the time uh-huh. because, it, it, like, I'm in the ecosystem. I might as well. Yeah. And there's this. I mean, there's just so much to read right now. And I and giving it gives me the opportunity to try out new readers, right, or to try out new authors who I would never find in a yep. bookstore uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. because that because just you know traditional publishing is all screwed up right now uh, in a variety of different ways. And we can talk about that in a future episode too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but 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 honestly, most of the most of the books I've been buying outright lately are Star Trek novels because Simon and Schuster does a wonderful wonderful program every every month. They have a, a slate of new or they have a slate of uh, Star Trek novels available for ninety nine cents a pop um, on Amazon oh, and Barnes yeah. and Noble and all this stuff. So they yeah. curate that list every month to make it kind of thematically connected to whatever's happening that month in the Star Trek. Got you know, it. Okay. And and so like. Um, you know, I'll, I'll buy some of the old classic ones and I'll buy some of the newer ones. And so I've got, you know, several hundred Star Trek novels on my, oh Kindle. my God. And like when I have a spare <laughs> moment, when I have a spare moment, I'm reading something, yeah, uh, Star Trek related, uh, whether it's a comic book or a novel or whatever. And, and I want, cause I know how, cause as a writer myself, I know how easy it is to publish stuff directly to your Kindle, right? You can just, you know, dump a word document onto your Kindle and you can just read it. And that's how I edit sometimes um, my fiction. And oh, wow. um, I think there's ways that you can connect. Um, what is that? There's, there's a couple of websites where you can just post fiction and people can read it. And read oh, it yes. And yep. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no money involved in it. It's just mm-hmm. had maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there's another one. Um, but anyway, if there's a way to connect that to a Kindle where people can just go to some random website and just download the files and yeah, read them like... for leisure and joy, mm-hmm. like there's, there's going to be a huge universe of new Star Trek stories coming out. Oh, yeah. Some, hopefully based on this book. And I, I'm just That's looking forward to reading all so those stories. Cool. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that piece of it, you know. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself because, again, li- literally this book just came out today. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, but it's been part of the plan. And just, yeah. Brad, before you jump in, I just want to yeah. call you out because you've been on – You've been on a solo kick, not not playing, but you've been talking to me regularly about like solo games and the concept of it and and what I mean for actually for quite some time. I mean, for like the better part of a year, you just that's one of these perennial topics with you where you've just been you recognized this was coming, not not from Jim, but just in general with the industry that we do see. I mean, obviously, Modiphius just just picked up that one solo guide, the, the, the solo game masters guide that they did with yeah. Geek gamers. Yeah. Right. And, and I picked that up when it came out Yep, and I've, and I've read it through and then I picked up iron sworn star forged mm-hmm. and ranges yeah, of shadow keep, which is another one yeah. that can be done yeah. solo. Um, and I've picked up solo guides just because I, I want to use it as a vehicle for writing mm-hmm. um, right. and, and stretching myself in an area where I traditionally don't, don't dabble in because it just hasn't been an area of, you know, my creative outlet has been music for the most part for years, but there seems to be obviously back when, when Chris Birch and the the team there put, you know, license and then put out this, this game master's guide, it feels like now with this guide coming out too, there's a real recognition 
within Modifius itself too, that there is a market out there for people who want to game either as a, just a vehicle to game mm -hmm. or as a vehicle to write. Again, I go back to what I said before. Um, this material gives me the opportunity and a toolkit to write fan fiction. I don't have to sit down at a computer having never written anything like this before and go, okay, now how do I do this? You know, where, where do I, where do I start? Do I start with mm -hmm. writing out a plot? Do I write mm -hmm. out characters? What do I do? Well, it's all right there. And I'm not trying to, to sound patronizing. It's just, this is a different type of vehicle. I haven't seen this in my nerd searching, researching out on the net for it. So I'm excited about the fact that it gives me that type of material to, yeah, I, Sorry, I, I had to cough. no, it's but it's you know like years. I'm oh my god, probably close to ten years ago now. I, I wrote over like a year. I wrote, I don't know, like a half dozen ish short stories, all with a different focus, which were never intended to go anywhere. I just wanted my hand at the creative part of it, right? Because writing fiction isn't normally my thing and i just wanted to dabble because i thought it would just make me a better writer in my own work and i think man if i had something like this um it would be incredible but to go back to something else just something um can i can i interject oh. because i want to this is what i was going to mention sorry jace before i started coughing yeah um, one of the things i wanted to i was going to mention before i had my little coughing fit was um how you set, and I think you were alluding to this before, but I kind of want to hit it direct, is how you are setting up the Trek universe for people who may not necessarily even have been involved in sci-fi. I could see people who might be sci-fi fans who don't necessarily know about Star Trek or just assume that Star Trek is Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, and right. that's the way it has been for 40, 50, 60 years. Um Chapter one talks about it and it comes at it at a really, I think, unique and different angle. It, you know, there's there's 10 facts. It has a science fiction setting. It presents a positive, hopeful and vibrant forecast. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion are paramount, um, you know, and it talks about these things and it sets it up from the outset rather than go into kind of the the tactical pieces of the rules and things like that. Um Kind of, I, I know I'm kind of, this sounds kind of like a, more like a statement than a question, but obviously this is something that you, you all had been working on or wanted to set as a foundational component when designing material like this. I just find this unique. It usually, you're usually going more into kind of the nitty gritty tactical type of stuff. Cause that's what a lot of people are interested in when they pick up a game, you know, what's the mechanic and all that you're setting up the world. This is world building 101 right there in the first chapter. Um, and it is again going back to our little theme. It's lit. You're. This is a written literature chapter about yeah. the summary of the Star Trek universe, mm -hmm. um, and that's unique and different. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming here this is kind of going back to your themes before the direction you wanted to go from the start. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, not to take credit. I mean, this is this is the concept that I had when we were doing the player's guide and the game master guide, right? Cause we had a pretty broad remit for those two books too, because mm -hmm. we really wanted those books to be, and this, this was, I think the player guide and the game master guide were even more of a, uh, like, a, I don't want to say kludge, but like, like the target audience for those two books was a, a little, a little muddled if I have to be brutally honest, right? Cause we were like a good chunk of those books is really targeted at the existing Star Trek adventures fan who wants more rules, options, more characters, more stuff to play within their game. 
more rules clarifications if you weren't quite clear on the rules, uh, new rules options if you want new rules and stuff to play with. But we also really kind of wanted to target newer fans and, and bring new fans in. And, and so that idea was like, well, okay, so if we want to bring in new fans, we've got to explain the setting to a degree that we haven't done so before. Right. Because we, we need to be able to give this book to somebody and say, if you need a, if you need a Star Trek 101, read the first two chapters of this, and then you'll get it. Right. If you don't like it, then we'll go play something else. But if you get it and you like it, there's 55 years worth of episodes I can sit you down and watch with you and, and you'll and then you really get it. Right. So so like so where where the in my opinion, um, you know, the players got the game master guide, the audience, the target audience was a little messy because we mm -hmm. were trying to hit a really broad spectrum, but also yeah. appeal to all the all the core Star Trek Adventures fans. Um, but with this book, we knew that we were really going to aim this book at new fans, casual fans, uh, people who were curious about Star Trek, everything else. So, you know, I, I revised like the top 10 lists for, for Star Trek and Star Trek Adventures, yeah. um, revamped them, refreshed them, put a little bit even more of a focus and a polish on them and put mm -hmm. them in here. And, and, and Brad, you're absolutely right. We were really aiming at the literary aspect of it because Star Trek is a, you know, a, a literary franchise, honestly. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's storytelling at its very core, whether it's on on film or in comic books or in novels or short stories or, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, everything starts with the written word, and uh, I think that's why there's still a strike going on. Right yeah, now. I was just gonna uh, go there because yeah. uh, if you ain't got a writer, you ain't got a you ain't got a movie, you ain't got a TV series. I mm -hmm. mean, you can probably throw something together, but everything starts with the writer, and Star Trek is no different. Gene Roddenberry obviously was a was a was a writer and a storyteller, and um, and we really wanted to pay attention to that. And also, um, I think because Star Trek is such has such universal appeal, and you've got new fans coming in, they don't they they may not understand the totality of what Star Trek is and could be. Maybe they're watching a few episodes of Lower Decks, they're watching a few episodes of Discovery, they're hearing what their friends are saying, they're hearing what people are saying online. They might have a mixed message of what Star Trek is or could be. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm being a little facetious here because, like. Who am I to say what Star Trek is or is not? Like this is all our opinion, right? right. This is—I mean, certainly Paramount reviewed it and approved it, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we have their stamp of, uh, you know, this is this is Star Trek ca canon here, right? This isn't what Star Trek is, and we're going to put it on the pedestal. We're just thinking, you know, after uh, you know fifty or you know five six decades here, we we have a feel for like what makes Star Trek an amazing science fiction property, to to where there aren't really any other properties like it. Right, that ha that hits all the different markers that we mentioned here, like the the diversity, the equality, the inclusion, the 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 sense of wonder that you get from like the the really amazing episodes. Where I mean, like literally, like there's some episodes where I'm watching, and you might just see the Enterprise, you know, do a do a flyby of a star, and you might see the star coming out over the planet. It's just like this beautiful visual, right? And it's maybe like two seconds in the episode. But you pause and you're like, oh, my gosh, that yeah. that's amazing. That's something yeah. that I will never see for reals yeah. with my naked eye. I'll see the Hubble or I'll see the Webb telescope images, which are just amazing. You know, go check yep. those out. Yep. Go to NASA and uh, look at those beautiful images of the world and the universe around us. Um, but you can bring all that to your to your story and to your game table or to your your own narrative here. And so um, we really I really want to make sure that these two chapters really struck struck that nerve on for people to say, Star Trek is a really amazingly cool setting and universe in which to tell stories and to create characters and have fun. Here's things to think about. Here's things yeah. that you should be aware of. If you're not already aware of them, maybe you're new to the franchise, you know, come on in, join the party, 
um, and have some fun with it. So yeah, we they were very intentional. And I, I just want to, cause you, you thought of, I thought of something while you were talking and yeah. um, I have a lot of different RPG books. We've talked about RPGs, all different ones all out there. And there's a lot of great material out there. Other, other lines in the Modiphius family and others. Um, I am finding and talking when we've talked over past what year and a half now or so or year um you seem to come at it from a little different angle you come at it mm -hmm. from being a writer you're a project manager of a line and you work with a lot of very creative people but you are a you like you said you started writing you started writing you know fiction um do you think you do you think that makes and i'm not trying to put you on the spot or put you on a pedestal do you think that makes you in this role a little different than maybe others at in in the realm who lead these type of projects why bring it up and i'm not verbalizing this right jason i said this to you yesterday um you're coming at this from a different angle i think than other people do from books they're gamers who love to game and they want to build games it almost means like you're a writer and a gamer and you're trying to bring both to the table mm -hmm. versus a lot of others who would be more like me who would love to design a game but i'm not a writer um, I don't know if Jason, you talk, you and I mentioned this. I talked to this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm verbalizing that right. No, I think, I think, I think I get the gist. I think, um, and I'm, uh, again, I'm trying to make, I'm setting you up to make it sound like you're trying to, I'm trying to make you toot your own horn and I'm not trying no, to do that. No, and, and, and I'm not looking to, to do that. Right. I think, um, one, one of the weird things, not weird. Uh, it just, one of the, one of the things I've, I've thought about as I once I became the project manager and I really started getting into the weeds of like managing the project, managing the game line, also interacting with fans online, and, and just being a game, game being a game owner player for the last thirty odd years. Like my my particular gaming tastes have changed significantly over the last thirty years mm -hmm. um, because I started off playing very mechanic heavy games where that was the focus right you're right. like 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 you know and i'm not disparaging dungeons and dragons by any stretch of imagination i love the yeah. game i played many many happy sessions of it um but it's very like especially 30 years ago is very mechanics focused right and 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 the in the groups i was in and the game masters i had it was all about the mechanics it was all about gaining xp leveling up getting loot doing the next level giving the new perks for the next level etc and the storytelling was kind of secondary to that, right? And of course, at the time, I was like, "Yeah, that's fine," because I didn't know squat about storytelling. I was just, you know, just a dumb teenager. I didn't have the the knowledge yet. Um, but over the years, uh, you know, I gravitated more toward narrative um, RPGs and storytelling. And of course, that's about the same time I started ramping up my knowledge about how to write and and taking writing courses and and writing short stories and novels and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, stop, excuse me. Um, and uh, to this point now where i'm i'm <laughs> i'm i'm a much more established writer in, in my head of like okay i know what makes yeah. the narrative work and and um i i'm really into the narrative storytelling and the collaborative storytelling with my players like star trek is is the rpg for me like not, not necessarily star trek adventures but like if yeah. i want to yeah. play an rpg or if i want to run an rpg it's going to be star trek 99 times out of 100 and not that there yeah. aren't other great rpgs out there it's just that Star Trek has everything I could possibly want in a in a in an IP and a storytelling franchise. Like, I mean, I can certainly create my own stuff, but I'm st it's still going to feel like Star Trek because I, I want the diversity, I want the inclusion, I want the equity, I want the sense of wonder, I want the collaborative storytelling, I want the teamwork, the teammanship, the mm -hmm. collaborative nature. You know, I don't want lone wolf kind of stories. I want you know teams because we're always stronger together. 
Um, and and so because Star Trek hits all those marks for me, it's like, well, why not just play Star Trek or run Star Trek, right? And uh, you know, being the project manager on this on this game and in this this book in particular, I, I can't help but bring that perspective to it. Like like to be honest with you, like I could care less about mechanics, right? And I know that frustrates some of the some of the gamers out there because like they'll ask very specific mechanical questions about the game and how the game should be played. And like if I if somebody else doesn't already respond to it, I'll be like, okay, you know, we'll do this and do this because it's in the core book or it's in the rules. But you know, if that doesn't work for you, just do whatever the hell you want because you're not going to break the game. Right. It's right. Not gonna, we're not going to come to your house and tell you how to how, that you're playing it wrong. Just you know, the rule set is so flexible. If you don't like this aspect of it don't use it you know if you don't like this aspect of space combat don't use it just make it up narrative be narrative uh mm -hmm. tell the story because uh, you know again in star trek story is king right it, it just you know everything is flexible based on what the needs of the story that's what's are. different that's what's different and you know? i'm sorry i'm learning i'm learning as we i'm, I'm actually this is a learning moment for me because yeah. star trek is literally this is designed to be a literary rpg in, mm -hmm. you know from my perspective there are other great games out there that's just not their that's not their angle yeah. Um, whereas this is, and that the material drives that way. You know, I've talked to Jason, the, the material that I read is very different, mm -hmm. good quality stuff out there. You know, um, other space RPGs that we've recently talked about, great, cool stuff, yeah. but very different angle. Mm -hmm. so, so that was a selfish question. Well, I probably could have done. Well, no, no, it's not selfish at all. I think just, uh, and this is great stuff that, for me to think about too, uh, as I'm developing other products is that, uh, you know, we're we're re really leaning, especially with this uh, captain's log. We're really leaning more into the narrative and yeah. the yes and part of game right. mastery, right? Like where if you're in a collaborative storytelling thing, like an RPG, and your players are coming up with great ideas, it's like, oh, well, can I do this? Can I do that? You know, you you could you could stop the game and flip through the rule book and say, well, is there a rule for that? I don't know. And then flip, 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 and flip, 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 and then you just killed all the momentum. You know, you lowercase momentum. Not the game. <laughs> nice. but, but, but there's something to be said for like being in the moment and being a game master and a player to say, oh, you know, here's this cool idea that I've got for my character. Can I do this? And the game master just in instantly says yes and and then just go with it and uh, you know, do a task roll or something or or just you know narrate whatever's happening. You know, get away from the dice if you if you feel like the group trusts you to do that. Right. Um, and I think that's what Captain's Log really leans into because we've we've streamlined the mechanics to such an extent. Oh. that um you should just be able to just get right on into it yeah. and uh, in fact i was telling michael when we were working on the playtesting, i was like michael i'm struggling a little bit because like you you go through this procedural thing about like you know you know roll for your inciting incident right. roll for your commissary and roll for your circumstances and roll for your environment and all this stuff and i'm like that's that's fine but like if i've got the inciting incident and i've got the the opening you know shtick i'm often running with the narrative like because that's yep. just how my brain works right i'm yep. already writing ahead and and he was like well yes that's great for you but for other people yeah, you may not right. be able to put those dots together just yet mm -hmm. so we're giving them a little bit more guidance to like well maybe you need to roll on this table and you need to roll on this table and then think about how those connect and interrelate and then you write the narrative and i was like okay now i get it now i now i get mm. so well, i mean and you have you have crunch at both when you know i'm gming yeah. better days for jason right now uh -huh. and oh, cool. excellent um, and Enjoy. I came and I, and again, I probably was, I was a little less prepared because I was so enamored with the DS nine. Um, Jason knows this now we're only an episode in, so I won't give anything away, but uh -huh. we came up on the idea of an extended task. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, Jason's going to laugh. So we were paging through a little bit and then we did exactly what you said. I'm like, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, we'll, 
will yeah. in effect sandbox yeah. that so that we learn it. But let's keep right. the story moving. So I just narrated through it yeah. and yeah. and and yeah, we're you still on well. Yeah, yeah, we're still on target, but that's exactly what you're talking about. We're going to come back because we want to understand. We want to play the through the extended task, yeah. Yeah, right. we want to yeah. understand the idea because it's a, actually a very cool way of handling those type of situations from a narrative perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I didn't want to, to your point, I didn't want to kill the momentum um, because, you know, it's it's him and I. This is our second or our, our third no, our, mission. Our, our third adventure. Yeah, yeah it's the third. third. Um, yeah, the third the third. Uh, Ridden adventure. So I think you have yeah. I think you mm -hmm. have crunch. You can go down the crunch mm -hmm. route if you want. Oh, yeah. That. And yeah. you have you have both options. And it, and it's nice that even from a solo perspective, you could do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's still a game. Right. And games yeah. have rules. And, and you some people want to have that, you know, some level mm -hmm. of, crunch. you know, turn the dial mm -hmm. to how much are you wanting? If you want a lot or you want a little. Um, so, yeah, I think hopefully that this appeals to a lot of different people. And, and you know, in all different stages of either narrative storytelling or just crunch and playing the game and using the random tables and stuff. So, uh, um, I know as yeah. we as it we start just, to wrap up, is yeah, this going to come in the same? Is it going to yeah. come in the same size as the players and GMs guy? It looked like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny because that seems to be kind of it. It feels even more like literature. Oh when yeah. It comes in that size, like the GM and the and it it feels novel esque. I know that um, Iron Forge or. Uh, Iron Sworn Starforge comes yep. in that same size. Yeah. Um, so I I like the fact it's almost pocketable. I guess this is more of a a nuance, just a little detail type of thing. And that was very intentional. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, no. we 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 really liked the digest size for the player guide and game master guide because it was something different. It was something interesting. I know I know some fans had didn't care for it, but like once you got that leatherette texture going on, and it that's pretty like slick. Nice, it felt like yeah. a nice portable book that you could just throw into yeah. your briefcase and carry around with you to the coffee shop or whatever. Yes. And, and we wanted we really wanted that to go with this book because as a as a narrative tool, um I could like I mean me personally, I would grab uh where the heck is it? Oh, it's around here somewhere. My Neo. I I I'm still writing all my first draft manuscripts on an Alpha Smart Neo uh 20 plus wow. tool. You're um, kidding. No, wow, no, that's man. awesome. I love this tool to death because it is so perfect. Where is it? Uh, and like, again your readers your your viewers can't see this i'm looking i'm looking frantically at my shelves where the heck is it i just had it a little while ago <laughs> anyway um um so this thing it's like george rr R. martin still running still writing the game of thrones books on WordStar on an old <laughs> oh my that's God. kind of yeah. wow, but anyway so awesome. I, I bought an alpha smart neo back in 2003 i think or something like that i mean a long time ago and it had the rechargeable lithium battery in it right and that thing lasted forever like that i could charge that thing and i would get 400 500 hours off that thing and it wouldn't even blink at me uh but finally after 21 years that that lithium battery started finally started acting up so i had to take it out and retire it and now i'm just using double a batteries in the in the neo but even with three double a's I, I can get you know 100 110 hours out of it just using the double a's and that's i mean th there's nothing that can beat that there's no internet. There's no distractions. There's no games. There's no email. There's no nothing. It's just pure writing. It, it is the best writing Wait. tool I've ever had. And um, to be able to take that, right? Because yeah. it's, it's really just the, it's the same weight of a as a keyboard, basically. Right. So, like in my head, I'm like, okay, I've got my Neo, and I've got Catherine's Log, that that little portable digest sized book. I can take that literally anywhere. I can go find my yes. favorite tree and go sit in the grass and and write. 
And, and you know, of course, I'll have a couple D20 with me so I can roll on the tables. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can go to a coffee shop. I can go to a restaurant. I can yeah. go literally anywhere. If I'm waiting for my son uh, to be picked up from daycare, I can have it in the car with me. Yep. Uh, just, you know, tip tapping away. And I got the book right there for a reference. Um, we, I really wanted to lean into that portability of being able to take the Star Trek universe with you anywhere you wanted to. Because literally, I mean, there's enough material in here that you can do it. Um, and if you've got a writing tool of some sort, I mean, frankly, I mean, so, so many people now write on their phones, which kind of baffles me. But uh, uh, people are, are using Google Docs to dictate stories into Google Docs so that you save it to the cloud. And of course, you've got it to massage later. So there, there's just so much. I mean, technology is so amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a tool like this or, you know, like Iron Sworn or, or Captain's Log or whatever, um, there, there's no shortage of places that or means for you to start telling story Isn't that cool? um, and putting it together and then being able to share it with the universe right i mean <laughs> i mean kindle was a big piece of it because like it made it made indie publishing so much easier um you have like you know with a few mouse clicks you've got an ac- instant access to millions of readers around the world right yeah. it, it, the trick is discoverability right and we'll, right. that's a separate, right. we'll separate, whole separate conversation conversation right. uh but if you have star trek already built into it right that's an immediate audience that will go yep. oh this is, a, this is a star trek story and yep. and and maybe they'll make it make it happen um anyway so i'm, I'm going on I, I don't know how much more time you want to take right? uh yeah, that's with, really cool but, um we, can well, go we want to be cognizant of your time we could talk you I'm, know, I'm, as well as I'm, I am. I'm at your disposal my friend uh, oh, I, thank uh, you uh, i don't know how you have so i mean i know we say this every time but i don't know how you can put in so many hours mm-hmm. awake and high functional <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They stop. <laughs> well, I know they don't make they don't make Joe Cola anymore. That that'll that'll tie oh, us God. to the Gen X days. But no, and yeah. you know it's funny. I I I, I was a I was a, a a diet cola fiend for a long time. I you know, I go through a twelve pack a week or something, if not more. And a couple of years ago, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. In fact, it was during the pandemic. Um, I was just like, I, I just can't do this anymore. I'm just tired of it, and uh, yeah. I just stopped. Like I just stopped drinking soda completely. I, all I drink now is water. I don't do mm. coffee. I don't do. Tea. I, mean, I do. Tea, I do tea oh, wow. maybe once in a while, like I see or something. Yeah. But uh, it just wasn't doing anything for me anymore. Um, so I'm just I'm just high on Star Trek, man, because it's, it's such a great franchise and a great setting, <laughs> and 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 I'm in a unique position where I could I get to make cool stuff wow. like this. Yeah. At this point, frankly, I'm doing this because I want to see what people do with it. I'm making. I want to make yeah. these tools for people to go see, like like you know, go 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 have fun and tell your stories and. Uh, and if I can help them do that, then that's that's mission accomplished for me. I just think this is, and I'm trying not to say this in a way that sounds like we're asking for spoilers because you know us better. But like the solo guide, it's such a it's such a new, different thing for the line. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not a campaign guide. It's not it's not another just quote unquote core rule book. All of which I love, but. I it just it I just think it's so cool like that you get to deal with this stuff so intimately and obviously you know guide the starship but but see the bigger picture of how this is all lining up or hopefully right lines up like clearly you you have an idea of what this is how this all ties together where this is going to go um it's just cool I want to go back for a sec <coughs> excuse me to um oh, to this yes and idea cuz Brad sure. you've been you've been uh, but maybe not in a in an expected way. You've been talking about this uh, for a while with me, and then when we got our our hands on 
on the, the the captain's log on the solo guide you were just like yep see there it is again i think and i think you were saying this brad but to put it another way so with the yes and i think one of the things that distinguishes all of these books under your you know benevolent overlord rulership is that um it, it really truly seems that every book that comes out is iterative like and brad picked up on this books ago i didn't but um but it, i think it's really clear like i said to you brad it's really clear to me with the solo guide that that you know like you've we've talked about some other games some i know well some i don't and some of them you know the big franchises for rpgs they release a lot of books these days and they're fun and i've bought too many but um they're highly creative but they're they're very much the same of what's there's the before. library jace i was you say yeah. you took, bought a lot of books there's my yeah. there's my i'm okay, in trouble yeah. library brad's actually he, brad ironically inspired me to sell a bunch of books not star trek and but but i think a lot of lines they publish lots of books they're very creative but the quality and whatnot is somewhat static right they've mm -hmm. got their thing and they stay but but with Star Trek Adventures, you really can see with each one, there's an iteration. Sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's not. But they're getting, I mean, they started so well, but they're getting better, right? They're just a little cleaner. Or like you said, even little things like like cleaning up, optimizing, updating, you know, the 10 theses of Star Trek, just little things like that. And so like as elegant as the Game Master and players guides are, like, I think, as I said earlier this, this evening, I think the layout even qualitatively is just that next step. And even the subtle things like how you switch chapters and like, oh, now there's Vulcan in the background. That wasn't there before, right? And little things like, it's just... It's cool to see how you got that yes and mentality to editing, to production, to, to leadership, that just each step, you're not just doing something new, but you're just doing it all a little better based on what you accomplished. And you kind of said something like that to us last time, Jim. Like, I couldn't do it here, so I decided to do it here. But it's like, clearly, I don't know, I'm just going on and on. Every book, it really seems that that's like, that's your shtick right your yours and your teams everything it's just it's not just more it's even cleaner it's even more engaging it's and that's that's just i don't know i don't think you see a lot of that otherwise not in the industry wow um wow jason that was that was um that was super deep and, and like, sorry it was so long yeah. i can't i can't thank you for saying all that um you know i I don't care about recognition. I don't care about uh, the industry such as it is or the any awards, all that crap that's out there. Like, I don't right. care. I think in my opinion, like if I was going to be a little immodest, I'd say, I think Star Trek adventures has been kind of like running under the radar for a oh, lot yeah. of people in the industry. Oh, absolutely. For a long absolutely. Time now. Cause like we're cranking out, I mean, and crank not, not to say in a bad, like no, no, no. not churning, but like the, the stuff that we're bringing out consistently month after month is, is solid. And and like I think Star Trek Adventures fans are enjoying an embarrassment of riches right now because we are able to bring out so much content, whether oh it's PDF God, or, or book. And and you're right, I am absolutely 100% intentional, and I'm really thrilled that you caught this. 
Um, I am absolutely intentional. Every single product, I'm trying to up our game. I'm trying to improve it. I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to do something bolder and different and just trying to make it an even more useful tool or a useful tool set or like, how can we expand this? How can we broaden this? How can we push the boundaries? And like, I'm constantly pushing my writers to, to, to think harder about what they're doing. Like, let, let's go to the next level, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get more, get more creative, get more thoughtful. Um, I, I am blessed right now. We have a great art director, um, Ariel Orea, who, um, who, I, who is um, like on my wavelength, but also a little different. Like, so he yeah. can push me and he pushes back at me and I push back at him because we want to up the art game even more as well. Uh, to bring in even more diversity and inclusion and and body types and shapes and and, and, and it sh- it shows a, it shows especially yeah. on this one yeah yeah and um so we're really like I'm constantly trying to push the boundaries of what we can get away with in um in Star Trek books or you know Star Trek RPG books and um so you know obviously I'm 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 thrilled that you that you mentioned that you've noticed that um so thank you for that because it's uh it just makes me appreciate, you know, being up in the middle of the night working on these books that, you know, you know, 99% of the time, like, I don't care if anybody notices or not, but like, there's always that one little percent, like, gosh, I wish somebody would notice all the, all the work we're putting into this and the, the thoughtfulness that we're getting into, like just changing up the layout, making it cleaner, making it easier to read, um, you know, going with the white background instead of the dark background and moving away from that. I mean, I like the L cars design because it was very evocative of what we were trying to do seven years ago, mm-hmm. but things mm-hmm. have we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. in a different place now. We need to get much more cleaner and readable. And um, I think, you know, Captain's Log, I think, is uh, is is in a lot of ways a culmination of the last seven years. Yeah. But I don't know that we were intending to lead to this point, but um, all the best practices that we've learned over the last seven years about how to present content and thinking about the game and, like, how we want to present the game and the rules and, uh, um, like, what do we want the audience to yeah. do with this? We were yeah. really intentional about making this happen. And um, and hopefully it hits. Uh, we'll, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but uh, ultimately, even if it doesn't hit, it's done. Like, <laughs> you'll appreciate yeah. this as a project manager, right? At some point, it's done. You put it on the shelf. You move on to the next thing. That project is done. It's nice and a tidy little box. It's over. Um, and I can just enjoy, you know, if, if fans like it and they dig it, then we can just enjoy it. Uh, you know, if it, if it sells bonkers, then we just hit the reprint button and we don't even have to mess nice. with it. Anymore, nice. Right. Uh, but but ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm being a little facetious here, but uh, um, I hope as a storyteller, but also as an, as a as a rabid you know whale reader, um, especially Star Trek um, reader, I hope fans take this and eat it up. And and I and I hope they just create amazing stories in in the Star Trek setting, because um, so cool. We were like one of the early dis- discussions we had about this book was do we want it to be Starfleet focused, just like all our other books, right? Like like the original core rule book, very focused on Starfleet, yeah. because that's what we see on the majority of the episode of the series, right? Most of the yeah. series are Starfleet focused. And I was like, Yeah, we should we should certainly make Starfleet the priority. But because now we're seven years into this game line. And we've already been doing this with the player's guide and the game master guide and some of our other products. We've been expanding that scope. Picard came out the series. Of course, that's about former Starfleet or non-Starfleet. Right. Uh, you got Prodigy, which is all about non-Starfleet right. becoming Starfleet. So there's there's just even more layers of storytelling potential now. Uh, I mean, even with the uh, you know, um, I think DS9 was kind of the um, the, the the pioneer here where they yeah. brought in, you know yeah. Kira and Quark and Nog and. Uh, and Odo, like these are very clearly non-Starfleet characters, but they're main characters in their own right, and they're standing right there alongside Starfleet, 
telling amazing stories. And then they expanded on that in in, uh, in uh, Voyager and Enterprise and so on and so forth. But anyway, so I was I was very, very conscious right from the very beginning that I wanted yeah. this to be to have the potential to be broader than just playing a captain and playing a, yeah. a you know on your own ship. Um, that, that initially we were like, oh, you know, this should just be about captains. You, you're playing a captain because everybody wants to be a captain. And I was like, yeah, are you sure about that? Really? Because like, yeah, that's I, right. I could... we 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 specifically decided not to do that. We're, yeah. we're when we're playing, we're doing science officers. I will say uh-huh. that, like we you, we've talked about this a bit with you in the past, but it's been like gently, increasingly obvious that you're broadening it in mm-hmm. the recent books, yeah. and I mean. Maybe it's not blatant, but I thought it was pretty obvious in Captain's Log. Like, like that canvas got a lot broader. And as you said, Canon has given all of us and has given you guys that much more uh, of a patina to work with because of what they've done with these recent shows that we never... It makes I think it makes it that much easier for players who don't know the game but know Trek mm-hmm. to just get into it. I it just I will very very quickly before 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 we 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 wrap because we got to be mindful of your time but I got to just say this because I have to say if, if we share a funny story, Brad will like this, um <clears throat> because it's to your point. So we recently were playing Lurkers, uh and that's Christopher Bennett, right? Did I get that mm-hmm. right? Okay, and <clears throat> so now we're. We're on our third adventure already. I GM the first two. Brad is GMing now, but I was GMing Lurkers. Brad was playing as a science officer, right, a lower decker. And um, first of all, right away, it stood out that even though I was reading different adventures from different writers, oh my God, are they well written? I mean, these are air quotes, just right canned brief pdf adventures and so i didn't come in with really high expectations and i mean i'd be like i was texting you brad like i can't believe this is this is like this i mean it's just so beautifully written okay so great it's so much fun to read it's so easy um i like i'm 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 because i can't help it i'm hardly homebrewing anything like i might be tweaking a few things here and there but out of interest or fit or desire never necessity and we get into, what is it? I think we get to like the transition from act two to three in Lurkers. And by this point, Brad, as his PC, has completely gone off the rails <laughs> of the adventure. And I, I own it. It might have just been really poor GMing. Mm-hmm. But things are going along. We're having a great time. Brad, I played Brad's a character. On. I was playing it in a way I don't think you expected, though. It was great. You know? Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were playing it really in character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And... And we're playing, and it's great, and we're kind of drifting, and we're kind of drifting, not a big deal. And then Brad makes a decision that is just, like, like I'm skipping, like, two pages, three pages in the adventure. And he's like, is that a problem? No, 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 it's, it's good. And so that was where we had, we, we paused naturally, like, next week then. We jump in for the next one. And I'm like, okay, I need a couple days because I have to sit down and kind of see what I can retcon. So I sit down. I keep reading and it's like, I don't actually have to do anything. I literally just hear a couple things. Boom. Suddenly Brad's back in the story through no doing of my own. And, and I, I'm just assuming that is part and parcel 
of what you've been trying to accomplish, right? That it's at least as a user, right? Um, as an end user, if you will, it, it feels the same in these adventures. Like it's not just in the books, but these adventures are just so well-written and so durable that like GMing a couple of them now um, and then now playing in them, like I never felt pigeonholed. I never felt like I've got to get us to X, Y, or Z because kind of no matter what happened, as long as we stayed remotely on track, it was just all there for us. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's more, it's, it's just an observation, but I was not expecting that. And because it's, and, and, and some of these are pretty basic adventures too, but it's just like, you're it just, it's writing. It's like I've been loving reading them because they're just so damn fun to read. And we're duetting this. There's there's yeah. one GM, one player, and then we'll have you know GM PCs. You know, yes. um, where you'll you'll be playing a PC as yeah. well as jamming it. But you know, as we wrap up, I'll say this: that that um, I've gotten a lot of different solo material. You know, add-ons, bolt-ons for games. A lot of great stuff out there by great authors. Um, this is the first guide that I've read that comes at it from the perspective of hey do you want to write do you want to game and maybe do some writing or do you just want a game do you just want to write it gives you the option to do it and it's written with the with the idea that here's the game written in solo person form there's not a lot out there for that so for you know whether you're a trek fan or not if you're a sci-fi fan um, you're gonna have again, a we don't we don't we don't get and and again i want to you know i think this goes without saying we've said it before we don't get spiff for any of this stuff no one gives us freebies or anything like that we do this because we love to do it and it's because we've been looking for this type of material so you know to you and to the team there um all the way up to to those that sanctioned it chris and and so on thank you for right thank you for this material so, um i look forward to using it jason and i already have plans for our blog and apparently now tiktok um no no, no, no. that jim's doing tiktok we're going yeah. to watch jim doing tiktok no remember I've already, got our plans. I've already got our plans the peter pan outfits in the fedex for you coming up there so we're gonna oh do my jason, gosh. jason's cosplay you, tiktok you, you don't have uh, the, the time for how many things are wrong with what you just said <laughs> <laughs> no but jokes aside thank you thank you for, for oh so much yeah for joining for joining us God. tonight to talk about this and for you know we just talked to you a little while ago for actually being willing to come back on because you yeah. know we would talk to you about this stuff for hours. I've oh been, yeah, uh, you know I bought. I looked it up because Jason and I were talking. I bought the STA book. Mm -hmm. I was a pre-order when it first came out and announced mm -hmm. back in 2017. Mm -hmm. So I've been a connoisseur for a while. So I've seen the the changes in the line. We so. will have index fingers hovering over trackpads come August 3rd <laughs> uh, to put yeah, in my and and obviously you know you've 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 teased enough saying there's other stuff coming so we'll, we're going to have you back when that other stuff comes yeah and yeah. at some point uh, i mean you know it's, it's up to you entirely of course but uh, it would be fun to do a show just where we don't have a new product to, to push right oh, like, yeah. Not, oh yeah not that we're pushing it but uh no I mean, we didn't like tonight this has been a great conversation and we hardly even touched the contents of the book right there's yeah. so much stuff in this book that we could talk about and, and like connecting this book to other books Mm -hmm. uh in the in the line or just in general uh so like there's just a wealth of stuff here but uh, well, i just want to talk to you guys because well, you, you you get where we're going or where i'm going with it and uh and you're literary and you're writers and uh and you're passionate about uh about the the storytelling and everything else it's just a joy to be here and I, i'm grateful every time you invite me back 
Well, thank we we love talking to you, and we are so appreciative that you waste your time with us. And it it <laughs> obviously, I mean, everyone already knows, but it's worth saying. So, you and Michael, though, on continuing conversations, you are going to yes. be going through this chapter by chapter, like you've done with the other books, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so that's, I mean, everybody, anyone who's listening to this, we should all plan on listening to that for the in-depth review. Because, I mean, you guys, anyone who's listened to your conversations on the other books, I mean, you really get into nitty-gritty. It's, it's, they're just absolutely fascinating to listen to um, mm-hmm. from the horse's mouth. So, so everybody stay tuned. Yeah, listen, watch, all of that good stuff. Jim, always a pleasure. Be well. Um man keep it up (laughs) (laughs) i will try where we're still we're still cranking the machine hasn't stopped yet but uh, yeah thank you thank you so much uh, jason thank you so much brad for having me on uh all the best to your show i just love i love listening to it every day i mean not every day but you know every week when a new episode comes out uh, it's uh, it's one of the few podcasts that i listen to regularly and faithfully um and i just i love the quality thank you that you have on and uh just looking forward to the next one thanks every thanks you all really appreciate it I mean, what does one say to that, Brad? First of all, a huge thank you to uh, Mr. Jim Johnson, a scholar and a gentleman, and uh, and a huge, huge set of props to Michael Dismuke because he was the lead writer on Star Trek Adventures Captain's Log. Michael, we really want to have you on the show. We love your work. Uh, We are hoping you would waste some of your time with us. I mean, Jim's got pretty bad judgment, so we're hoping if you guys are that close together work-wise that maybe you also have poor judgment but i mean just brad man what an incredible book what an incredible opportunity uh we are we are flattered jim that you thought of us uh, early on um before i hand it over to you brad I, I i don't know how else to put this in terms of praise wise and i want to be overly effusive but when i think of all of the role-playing books materials etc that i have um, and and I should I will preface this with, um, although not one of these episodes has yet to drop, as always, stay tuned. Uh, we have had the good fortune, as we're recording this, but not as has yet dropped, to chat with some of the people behind what I think are the absolute best RPG books out there regardless of genre now no disparagement to anything else we both have nice collections we were talking before we recorded how much we enjoy playing some other games including fantasy how much we want to get into some other games in 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 the coming months but here are courtesy of of jim and michael here are my top three because this is where i think uh star trek adventures captain's log sits certainly for me in terms of rpgs as literature in terms of just sheer creativity in terms of like enjoyment and readability here they are in no particular order but maybe i could come up with one but i'm not going to the original west end games star star wars game master's guide or game mastery guide um i think that remains the single best gm guide quote unquote that's yet to be written it's phenomenal Uh, Number two, again, not in an order, just number two, the Genesis Expanded Player's Guide. It is incredible. I I regularly, over these past couple years of having it, will take it out, flip through it, 
just to get my thinking going about culture, science, art, RPGs, mechanics. It's all there. I call it a, I call it a catalyst book. Yes. There are, I call them catalyst yes. books because they 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 are like a chemical catalyst. They get they fire. Yes. To help fire up, yes. the, the, you know, to get the creativity going. And then number three, this will be no surprise to anyone listening at the moment, especially if you were to take really the strengths of what those two that I just mentioned. We've got Star Trek Adventures, Captain's Log. It's it's the first book. You were getting to this before, Brad. It's the first RPG book, really any book where I've I've read where it sits down and teaches you how to write in a genre yeah. as you go. And I, I say this as someone who these days writes a lot. And this book has me, Captain's Log has me jonesing to write sci-fi like yes. I've never before. So that's that's how I see this. And I cannot wait until I get a physical copy in my hands. What, my friend, are you thinking? Yeah, um, <clears throat> you said it better than I could have. I think for me, um, there's a lot of great material out there for genres and playing solo. I've been, a, yeah. you know, I've been yeah. a proponent of it. I've looked at it. Big time. Um, this book teaches you how to play solo track, but it teaches you how to write fan fiction in the Trek universe. And in effect, if you struggle with the idea of whether or not you can be creative or not, which I have done in mm -hmm. the past, mm -hmm. um, Think of this as your training wheels to show you and teach you how to use the, the 2D20 engine and the Star Trek Adventures material to do that. I will also say kudos to Jim, especially for having probably one of the best poker faces I have ever seen because we had this long discussion about RPG as lit. Part one and two, and he didn't give a single thing away anything away. oh my god he gave nothing away and all i imagine jim all you had to do was just sit there and and smile in in your mind and go boy are they going to be surprised when <laughs> they get a hold of this because this is exactly what literally been talking what about we were talking. and and again this is i again i'm not disparaging anyone but i hope other game companies and maybe there's material out there i haven't seen it jason you know i've i've researched books till the oh, cows yeah. come home yeah um, you know what? Take the book if you're other companies and see how they've done it, because yeah. I think there's validity, yeah, in doing this for folks mm -hmm. who want to write, yeah. want to write stories in their favorite RPG universe or with their RPG engine, and there's an opportunity there. RPG is lit, and let's be honest. And again, I don't want to go too far down the path, but. Here, there are folks who can't find an area to play a game. They aren't yeah. necessarily sold on the idea of Zoom gaming or whatever. Mm -hmm. They may be, there are a lot of people out there that suffer from anxiety and don't right. necessarily want to be in groups. Here's an opportunity to enjoy Star Trek and enjoy yeah. a RPG game. And they give you everything you need to play and enjoy it. And so, again, like you said, not to be effusive, but effusive, but... Um, this is just so unique. This one stands out. It's yeah. it's it's going to be good for the mind, good for the soul, right? It's yeah. it's and 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 it translates back to STA very directly. Yes. So like I I know in going through the book, going through Captain's Log, 
I now have a better understanding of some of the things that were tripping us up as we've been learning STA in terms of um, like the momentum complications, things like that, where it's a little more nuanced. Well, and even if you, let's say, for example, you want to use us as a learning curve to learn the game. And I, I believe because we're recording our intro and outro just a little bit later than when we had the mm-hmm. interview, um, I believe Jim said it, or we talked about the fact that you can use as much or as little of the engine as pos- as you want right. to write your stories. So right. if you're learning and you're coming up against something where you you're, the mechanic is just confusing to you in some way and you're just learning it, well, you know what? Be creative and and make the decision in your mind yeah, and right. move forward. And the and the material allows you, as much as I say you use the STA agent, you can use as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. And Jim was clear about that. Yeah, very Their clear. goal is compelling narrative and have fun with the mechanic along the way to the extent it serves you. Crunchy to more sublime. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Um, uh I can't say you heard it here first, but we are honored to be among the first where you might have heard it. Uh, go out there, get to StarTrek.com, get to Modifius.us or .net, and pre-order your copy now. I have to assume that uh, we're purposely recording this right before it drops. I know I where to, you're going. With I have this. to assume that that Brad, you and I, by the time this drops, will have already pre-ordered. Oh yeah. Oh it. yeah. And um and everyone thanks as all for as always for being with us. And um, stay tuned. Lots of really interesting episodes coming, and this fall, as Brad mentioned earlier in this episode, stay tuned for details on our upcoming blog our fan fiction story coming online free and looking for feedback fall we're thinking september october be well stay well live long and prosper 